0: In headlines, we cover the remittance money being spent to Mexico, and in our main segment, is the U.S. exporting woke culture around the world? How this could impact alliances and weaken Western societies just at a time when we need social cohesion the most. Welcome to American Dispatches, where we discuss world news and influences that impact everyday Americans like you. I'm your host, Vic. I've traveled to over 100 countries, been a magazine contributor, hold an NBA and a BA in international relations. I created this podcast to cover the underreported issues of our day. The important stuff that's under the radar are swept under the rug by mainstream media. In headlines, let's talk money. Remittance money, that is, it tops 4.5 billion with a B dollars in one month, may alone, to Mexico. Now, most of that money, as you can imagine, is coming from the United States. This is not counting Golden Triangle countries like Honduras or El Salvador, and it's the first time we've reached this amount, according to Mexico's Central Bank. Now, just to give you an idea of how much this is increasing, the $4 billion mark was reached just in March of last year, and that was considered an unprecedented sum. Now, it's, it's almost a regular occurrence every month. As a source of foreign income, remittance money earns Mexico more than its oil exports or tourism and is exceeded only by manufacturing exports. So why is this important? Why should you care? Well, that's $4.5 billion being made within the US economy that's not being circulated back into it. That translates to funds that could be used to support small businesses, taxes in the form of services and sales tax in various states and so on. That goes back into supporting the municipalities where a lot of these immigrants reside. Now, so my take on this is not, it's not against immigration in and of itself. And really it's not even against illegal immigration in context to this, although I have an issue with that. It's that if you're going to come here and you're going to make money in our economy, then don't straddle the fence, metaphorically speaking. Don't don't keep one foot in your home country and one foot here. What separated American immigration for hundreds of years was when people came through Ellis Island or whatever port of entry, they typically were here. And they were going to make a better life, for better or for worse. We've got a new wave of immigrants now that, like I said, straddle that fence and go back and forth. This is just indicative of that. You would be sending $4.5 billion back. I'm sorry I keep emphasizing the billion, but that's a lot of money, folks. That is a lot of money. All right, now that I'm hot, onto the main segment. Is America exporting its own social science and woke ideology? To Western societies, at least, Western countries, it looks like that is the case. I mean, we did export coca-cola mcdonald's and democratic values now this new export is arguably a little harder to digest short of a big mac at least i don't know after a drunken night i don't know if anybody's been in that situation but we know that protests spread across the world last year in the wake of george floyd's death we saw them in england all over europe even parts of asia but now that covid has largely subsided have there been lasting cultural implications indeed in some countries those protest movements merged into more localized issues. Colonial statues were taken down. There were attempts to rewrite what was seen as colonial history. Street names were attempted to be changed, and in some cases they were. So as these groups are trying to literally rewrite nation national histories, has that lost steam? Obviously, BLM and some other organizations had opened up chapters in other countries. But for the most part, as people are going back to their daily life, it does seem like they're subsiding at least a little bit. But a lot of the language of their divisiveness has seems to remain. Indeed, even French President Emmanuel Macron, on one of the few points I'm going to agree with him, said in a magazine interview this past week, he blamed, quote, intersectionality for growing social issues in France and sees it largely, as I mentioned, a U.S. export. He on to say that, I see that our society is becoming progressively racialized. The logic of intersectionality fractures everything adding that I stand for universalism. I don't agree with a fight that reduces everyone to their identity or their particularity. Like that line. So other countries are on notice. They're, they're, they're realizing that, hey, this is tearing us apart. Putin even chimed in. Speaking at a conference this past month, he said that America just recently had very severe events, well-known events after the killing of an African-American. An entire movement developed known as Black Lives Matter. This is from the Russian president. He added, What we saw was disorder, disruption, violation of law, etc. Sorry, I'll do this in a Putin voice. What we saw was disorder, disruption, violations of the laws, etc. We feel sympathy for the United States of America, but we don't want that to happen in our territory, and we'll do our utmost in order to not allow it to happen. It's my best Russian accent, guys. I'm sorry. So suffice it to say, The rest of the world has been taking notice. Look, not the least of it's to the what happened on the Capitol on the 6th has also gotten a lot of world attention. So the whole year of 2020 into the 2021 has really gotten other countries looking at us. That's that's a known fact, but specifically to the BLM movements and so on, what's the legacy of it? Some have pointed out that it's changed language in a divisive manner. Now that you have these kind of what would have been fringe organizations and people in very niche elements of academia changing the language and what we say. Now it's transgender rather than transsectional, Latinx rather than Hispanic, sex assigned at birth rather than simply male or female. The language has power, people, and it seems to be impacting other countries as well. See, if you look at the world and the way it's developing very quickly this year and, and last, you see new alliances forming. You see China, which just had its the 100th anniversary of the Chinese Communist Party, reassert itself not just as an economic or a growing military power, but as an ideological one as well. That's something people didn't expect. They're literally going to start trying to compete with us for the ideological framework of what the world should look like. Why is this damaging? Well, if you've paid attention to... Communist ideology in any way, shape, or form, what's going on in Western China. You know about the, by our standards, very stringent security measures placed on their own people, far exceeding by comparison what happens domestically in the US. So if that's the model, the China model as they call it, that you want kind of pervaded throughout the world, then by all means, continue to stress this woke ideology that's tearing us apart. Now, Somewhat to his credit, Biden is trying to rally Western allies and former alliances. NATO has spoken strongly against not just China, but the growing cultural and military alliances between Russia and China and now even Iran. An East versus West, almost Cold War-esque type confrontation, might be a strong word, is really starting to form. And a new world order, I think is fair to say, is really developing. Part of that New World Order is how the West sees itself, how Western democracies view themselves. For we're guilt-ridden, worried about the sins of art from hundreds of years ago, not just worried about them, thats that can be a fair point, but ultimately defined by them, we're not going to have the confidence as a nation, as a society, certainly as, as Western democratic values as a belief system, moving forward. And that's essentially what these groups are doing. They're eroding that sense of pride, that sense of identity that makes us strong. This isn't happening on the eastern side of things, folks. It's not happening in China. They're more cohesive than ever. It's not happening in Russia. Putin has cracked down on a lot of dissent and yet remains super popular. Certainly not happening in Iran or other parts of the world. So we really have to take a look at how this ideology is not just shaping our own country, but shaping world events. Why it's so important to really squash this where it stands. And by squash this, I mean woke culture. I don't mean baseline rational arguments against things like better policing protocols, an honest look at our culture in some ways. I mean the extreme militant political correctness when I say wokeness. So I think it's time for us to look in the mirror and really purge those things from our society and it's going to start culturally look folks when the founding fathers and many since then said that it freedom comes with responsibility this is what they meant responsibility and bravery doesn't necessarily mean storming the beaches at iwo jima or d-day sometimes it means just speaking up when you know something is wrong If you're sitting on a board of a company that's making stupid woke decisions speak up voice your opinion if your kids are in a school system where they're trying to shove this down children's throats race theory and so on go to school board meetings have your opinion known this is not something that the silent majority can just simply sit on the sidelines about we really need to do something now folks now more than ever and that's all we have for today. As always, the world is an exciting, badass place. Stay informed. You can do so by tuning in here on Apple or the Google Play Store. Until next time, viva Dio Dios, America.